0: The implementation of the Affordable Care Act is the responsibility of the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, which largely writes the regulations. It oversees the notification for hospitals and providers about what's changing. It gives insurers fair warning about new regulations and requirements. And it heads up the national campaign to deal with what some of our listeners have said is a feeling of cluelessness about the act. The federal government has turned to private sources to help with the marketing and information campaign for the ACA that's controversial. But what is not in dispute, and which HHS Secretary Kathleen Sebelius told us, is that the marketing and information campaign is an essential first step in getting the health care law up and running.
1: Well, John, I think that um, what we know is that for a lot of people who either don't have affordable insurance coverage through their workplaces or have been in and out of the market, what is going to roll out starting October 1st with open enrollment is really really good news. Affordable health insurance for the first time and some help with accelerated tax credits to finance health insurance for people and their families. As far as the young and healthy are concerned, a lot of 20-somethings, a lot of the millennials uh, don't get up every morning thinking about health insurance but their moms do and their families do. Uh, they know that their kids may be a an accident or incident away from having a very difficult situation. So clearly we need to get their attention. We need to do a lot of education. Uh, There's a kind of skinny down plan for people who just want catastrophic coverage who are young and healthy and there'll be options for young families that they've never had before and affordable ways to get coverage and make sure they have that security and peace of mind.
0: How sensitive is uh, the White House and uh, the Health and Human Services Department about aggressive marketing in the sense that you'll be perceived as intervening in the private marketplace and disrupting the healthcare economy?
1: Well, actually, I think that this is the law. So there are some in Congress who seem intent on continuing the political debate, but The law was passed three years ago. It was found constitutional by the Supreme Court and the president was reelected. So we want to move to the future. And the future really is that um, a lot of people have a great deal of interest in making these new markets worth. Health insurance companies certainly see um, the potentially 20 to 30 million people uh, as new customers and as stability in the market. I think that Uh, There are lots of health care providers who right now aren't getting paid, who deliver services, whether that's in a hospital or in a doctor's office, because their patients don't have insurance coverage. And they have an interest in making sure that people get coverage, get preventive care. Um, There are folks who are under bridges and in jails because they don't have access to mental health services or substance abuse services who could be productive members of their communities taking care of their families Um, so there's a lot of I think interest in getting to the point where we connect people with information first of all We tell them what's going to be available and then give them the option for the first time, often in their lives, of making decisions that are good for themselves and their families and giving them some health security that may not come through their employment.
0: How vulnerable is the Affordable Care Act nationwide, its success, to a weak implementation in one state? Could a weak implementation for political reasons in one single state affect things for consumers nationwide?
1: Well, every market will be a state-based market so that we at the federal level will have a lot of opportunity to set up markets in some states in the country where the state governor has chosen not to be involved. uh, Those individuals will still have the marketplace advantage. I think what is going to be problematic for a number of lower-income Americans is that if a governor in a particular state decides not to take advantage of the opportunity to expand their Medicaid program, um, there are a lot of single adults, childless adults who would have coverage paid for 100 percent by the federal government who will not qualify for insurance. And that can be a little rocky. Um, I think it's why governors are in the process of looking at the part of the bill that pays for newly insured folks in their state. Uh, Most people are finding it to be an incredible benefit to the state, not only to take care of uncompensated care costs, but if you think about it, getting people preventive care instead of going through the doors of an emergency room is good for the individual, good for the family, good for the community, good for the hospital.
0: You've outlined the, the complications for consumers because of the Supreme Court's decision to separate the Medicaid piece of uh, uh, the Affordable Care Act from, from the rest of it. I guess uh, since you've answered that, let me ask you a question about uh, the other big issue at the Health and Human Services, and that is uh, the question of, of parental notification and over-the-counter use of uh, Plan B, the so-called morning-after pill. Is this a dispute over science or politics in your view?
1: Well, the Food and Drug Administration acted on an application that TEVA, the manufacturers, had actually resubmitted to FDA um, following a decision in 2011. And so the Food and Drug Administration looked at the data that TEVA submitted and looked at the application, which asked for over-the-counter availability of Plan B, so-called emergency contraception, for girls 15 and older. And the scientific data that they submitted supported that application. They had clinical evidence that girls over the age of 15 could understand the label. They had health evidence that there were not going to be adverse effects. And so the FDA did move forward with granting that application I think what's a little confusing to a lot of the general public is at the same time, there is a federal judge who actually was looking at a an application for an earlier version of the drug um, that has gone on for some years, and he issued a ruling kind of simultaneous with the FDA ruling. But um, I would say the FDA ruling is very much based on the scientific evidence, the clinical evidence presented to the agency, and they want to move forward with the company to have Plan B over the counter, not behind a pharmacy counter, um, for girls 15 and older.
0: And you support the FDA's decision? Yes. All right. To Secretary Sebelius, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, John. Good to visit with you.
0: Kathleen Sebelius is the Secretary of Health and Human Services. She spoke to us from Washington, D.C.